0: You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show.
1: You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
2: Welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, episode 243, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com, helping you stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, be unreasonable to get unreasonable results. And joining me on today's show is Justin Cunningham. Justin is the creative force behind the transformation event and program Creative Supernova. Justin has worked with small businesses through to billion-dollar companies helping them stand out and convert attention to sales by being unique and Justin's focus is on helping x-factor visionaries and frustrated business rock stars go big have more fun and make more impact now on today's show Justin's going to share learn how to find and solve the truly transformative problem to change your life and your business so you can skip that 80% of transactional busyness that suffocates you and your dreams and saps your enjoyment in building the business of your dreams. He's also gonna talk about learning how to tap back into that energetic and production flow by being selfish and having fun. I don't think that's selfish, uh, Justin. I think that's a must-have. As well as discover the art of strategic giving for good because that can lead to your own wealth and your success. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much. What an introduction!
2: Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, I know you can't help but, Bot, when you read on into your introduction and realise that you're all about having fun, and and uh, I love that you say it's having being selfish. But you know what? I think it's important because for me, one of my core values is having fun. And if it's not fun, I'm not energised. I know I'm not giving my best, and therefore not yep. being able to support my clients in giving our best. I think Gone are the days that we try to mould ourselves into being something we think others want us to be and so great to to have you on your show tell us how did you come up with creative supernova give us a bit of an overview
0: okay well i've always been a bit of a a edgy x-factor alternative culture guy uh, even though now i look like a pretty regular middle-aged white man (laughs) so uh, i was a i've been a, a skateboarder since i was seven and and i really only stopped skateboarding when i was probably about 33 34 wow. and uh so i was right into that sort of culture and skateboarding is kind of you know like the punk rock alternative culture it was back then at least mm. and um and then when i was about 17 i got involved with hip-hop music and i've been doing that ever since so that's that's now 30 years 30 years i've been doing hip-hop and so in between those times what i often came across were people that were really talented mm-hmm really good at what they did they had um natural gifts and talents and insights and powers that just other people that uh, you know don't have naturally and yet they weren't using them they they didn't believe that other people wanted to to hear about them mm. or for some reason they had some sort of a lack of belief that what they had wasn't worth sharing uh for my skateboarding and hip-hop career i did a few things that really uh, like I say, they're, they're unreasonable. I, mm. I, I left where I lived and I moved to Auckland to run a skateboard park um, mm. to try and become a professional. Um, I skateboarded with all the biggest skateboarders in the world, Tony Hawk and various other people. And when you're a skateboarder, you constantly have to be unreasonable. Mm. You constantly have to put yourself in a position to learn a new trick that you have to face fear. Yes. From that, I kind of discovered that basically fear is the pathway to your evolution Mm -hmm. but our minds later on being trained in nlp and other behavioral science stuff i discovered that our minds want us to stay away from fear because it's our instinct saying uh it's not safe there Mm. so this is really difficult this is like this internal war going on yeah and um, but what i found was if there's fear in what you're doing inherently you can also turn that into excitement and into something that will help you evolve to the next level therefore look for fear don't run away from it and then with my hip-hop stuff i i again did stuff like that i moved from christchurch up to the north island of new zealand where i'm originally Mm -hmm. from and i thought everybody up there would be so much better than this white boy from the south island of new zealand Mm -hmm. what i found was i did more practice i was sharper and better than just about everybody that I came across with my version of rapping called freestyle yeah. rapping. Mm-hmm. And it made me see that they didn't have any advantage over me. Mm. There was, there were no golden haired children and you know, it was just about putting in time mm-hmm. and doing something because you really love doing it. And me and my friends practiced every day religiously. Yeah, And well. then years later I started the first rap battles in New Zealand. And again, people had told me it won't work. There'll be fights, there'll be conflicts. And it launched a number of number of people's careers. Mm. So for all of those experiences and launching clothing labels, international clothing labels and various other things that I did and taking myself to New York to battle in the biggest rap battle on the East Coast of America and making the final, yeah. um, I just discovered that all these fears, just most of them aren't real. Yeah um and that actually fear's is a fear's quite a good thing mm-hmm. you can harness it you can channel it and often the other side of fear is fun mm. and in fact there's probably a bit of fear involved with most things that well to me i'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie clearly uh so i kind of bundled those things together fun and fear yes and so what i also discovered was that if you follow your emotional instinct towards fun and flow and mm-hmm. and, and, and this generally fear just indicates that something's big enough something's big enough that you can get fired up every day about it yeah. I would skateboard every day I would rap every day those things just fired me up without fail mm. Now for most entrepreneurs sometimes that can be a struggle because they'll go towards what they can manage not towards what excites them and scares them
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But as a result, they're not being remarkable. Yes. And I have suffered from this myself. I've had, you know, scar tissue from making bad decisions in the past with business and mm-hmm. relationships and things like that. And what I discovered was that trying to mitigate all risk, trying to manage everything, is a surefire way to avoid your gifts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so you can' not use, stand out. So it sounds and, then that you use that as a like an indication then that like you, you for fear for, for some t- for some others like for me if something's triggering me I've I always go well what's going on there But when you step forward towards that I'm sure you're saying then that all right you worked your way through that and then you realize do you know what I can do that. So what are some of the typical things you see then as businesses if we talk about that 80% of transactional busyness mm. that suffocates our dreams, what are yeah. some of those things because again sometimes businesses don't know what they don't know. So let's highlight what are some of those busy tasks?
0: well the first thing that you come across a lot with small businesses is that they think they have a unique value proposition Mm -hmm. and they don't Mm -hmm. so they will you say oh what's your unique value proposition and they'll come back with oh we've been in business for x amount of years so go, okay so has anybody else that's in your industry been in in business for that long Mm -hmm. well yes okay uh we have uh you know great service and everyone here is a really nice person and uh, Okay, is there anybody else that may have that? So then they're going, okay, well, I'm not sure then. And what most people don't realize is is that their personal powers, their personal skills and talents are the unique value proposition. Mm -hmm. 54% of the reason why people buy from you is the experience, not price. This is from the sales executive council, the number one authority on consultant sales in the world. This is not a figure I pull from my own experience. This mm. is from the authority. 9% is price. And so, therefore, it's my experience with you, my unique experience with you, your unique values that actually I'm buying into. Mm. And for most people, that's the thing they should tap into. Because let's be honest. If Let's say, for example, you're a coach or consultant or healer or something. They're looking out, going, I need to impress people. But actually what you need to do is look in and go, what is it about me that really shines? And shine a light on that. Yes.
2: So when you say looking internally, what are some of the things that you help clients? So it's characteristics. What are some other things? Speak a bit more about that because for someone that Mm -hmm. may just be hearing that and really focus more on the external things like customer service, we've got this great building, you know, those kind of things this whole new concept of looking internally and what's unique about us can be Mm. quite a foreign concept so what are some things that they can start delving into
0: yeah i'll I'll give you both uh, an an energetic and a literal uh, answer Mm. to that so energetically um if you're generous it makes people want to reciprocate now generosity comes from a place of being selfless that you're trying to help this person achieve their mission their goal Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you're in business and you're trying to sell your goods, the the fundamental thing that you should do first off is to develop trust and rapport. And you do that through understanding. And that's through asking good questions and listening. Mm. But a lot of people in sales, for example, they want to tell you all about their features, advantages and benefits instead of really understanding. Mm -hmm. If I like you, I'm going to buy from you. And my favorite subject is myself. So if you're asking me questions, you know this is your whole business model, right? You know, so this is very, very, very important. Yeah. In order to actually get ahead, you need to connect and solve, not pressure and convert. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. And so the main thing that I say to people is to ask great questions. And one of the big questions is why are you here? Why did you walk into the room? Why did you call me? Or, you know, what are you looking to achieve by this conversation? And it opens up all sorts of things beyond what you're going to promote or sell to them. But then that also enables you to bring in other people, increase your average sale. Mm -hmm. So from a sales perspective, there's only three things you can do to grow your sales, grow your customers, your average sale, and your frequency of sale. This enables you to bring in other other uh, elements into your sale or your bundle. You increase the average sale. It means other promotional partners now want to endorse you. It means that there's a chance that you could have a recurring revenue income from somebody else, even though you're not doing the selling. Mm-hmm. It means that, you know, they will then want to refer you on because you went above and beyond. Therefore, you've increased your customers. And it all came from a place of generosity and being selfless. Yes, That's how the energetic turns into the measurable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's an insight into how that works.
2: Yeah, amazing. And so when someone then starts to change that, that's one area of uh, like generosity. Then, as you're saying, when you look at other areas and integrate that within how you do business, how you show up, your messaging and so forth, you can see that that then becomes quite a complete package that's unique and very different from what everyone else is doing because no one else has the combination of those qualities and that energetic experience that you create for your clients, yes?
0: Yeah, and one of the biggest flaws that small businesses make is they make a sale and they stop communicating.
1: Hmm.
0: It's just crazy. You know, like when you think about what you're trying to do, getting getting a new customer is hard and expensive. So when you get them, you've got to look after them. And I'm not gonna stay in a relationship with you unless you show me that you love me. Yes. And this is a big problem that oh, but I'm so busy, I've got to pay bills. I go, look, if they already love you, mm. they'll buy again. You just have to keep in a conversation and keep open to the possibility of what could happen, come up you know, what's what's next for them. Yes. You evolve with them. You ultimately become their partner, not mm. their supplier. Yeah. Great, great and that's a, that's a quite a shift,
2: Yeah, oh, yes. it's really important. When you say then um, keep in contact with them, and obviously by the sounds of it, a lot of business owners are not doing that. What are a couple of things that they should start implementing now as far as that communication is concerned to ensure that there is ongoing communication in that relationship?
0: Well, I think the first thing, again, is follow your flow. So what do you like to do? Do you like to do podcasts? Do you like to do videos? Do you like to write? What do you like to do? Mm. And because it's important that you do something that's enjoyable in terms of reaching out and connecting with people. Yes. And also checking that your audience appreciates that medium. Mm. Um and again, a lot of people don't ask the question, um, but that's really important. But the first thing you gotta do is honor yourself. Mm. You know, so for example, I do four videos on my phone. I use a little app called InShot. I can then schedule that on my Facebook business page to go out over the next couple of weeks or next four weeks even. Mm. And that means I've, I, I can literally do two to four weeks of video video blogs or posts or whatever in the space of like an hour. Yes. So I'm really not about having people do more work. Mm. You know, I'm about having people do effective work. And in fact, that's not even work. I'm actually about having you have fun. Mm-hmm. Talk about something that really connects with you emotionally, that you know that other people are going through. Mm-hmm. You know drop some truth bombs, some insights, um, have some fun, have a laugh, get creative, do something unusual. Do what inspires you. Trust that your intuition and your your creative power. Is going to guide you to the right place yeah yeah. because when you do a formal video about the xyz you just look like everybody else mm-hmm. the other thing is language for example i'm a street culture guy and i'm a bit of a chameleon so when i'm in a business environment sure i talk one way but when i talk to people that are involved with hip-hop or skateboarding or these other things i completely change my flavor because that's not how they communicate yes and To be honest, I'm probably more relaxed doing that than I am being a formal communicator. And again, this is why I'm creating some of these events for myself from a personal standpoint is so that I can make sure that I'm completely authentic Mm. because I know that's where my power lies.
2: Just had a conversation with someone today who was asked to speak at an event, and they said, "But we want you to do this, this, and this," which was basically chopping off or or minimising how she showed up or her authenticity. I think it's a great reminder that. As you said, there's a tribe that really resonates with who you are and how you show up. And so I would imagine, Justin, that if you went and spoke to a whole group of CEOs, not that you couldn't do, we could do great work with them, but if they were really like, you know, straight up and down and they were very, you know, analytical and they didn't smile very much, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not you. And all of a sudden you start hip-hopping and doing what you, you do, like the freestyle, they're probably sitting there going, okay. So it's really important to be authentic, isn't it, so you attract the right kind of people.
0: What's interesting about what you were just talking about is that actually there's a lot of X-Factor people sitting there wearing those suits and ties.
1: Huh.
0: And they've actually been, been wearing that mask for a long time and they're actually waiting for someone to turn up and say, it's okay, okay. to do you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Give yourself permission to do you. Let's give themselves permission to, as you say, get back into the energetic and production flow by being selfish and having fun. What do you mean by production flow?
0: One of the things that I find uh, as an entrepreneur is that my energy is everything. And so I have to constantly, when I use the word selfish you mentioned in the introduction, I don't mean that in an unhealthy way or a negative frame but that is a value that we've been taught about that word. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm here to, to, to break that down I'll because that. to me, that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. That, um, and again, it comes from things that we've been taught. And the thing is, is that it's kind of like, uh, yeah. So in terms of production flow, I'll just get back to that original question. The, the, the key thing here is, is that if you are doing stuff that's out of your flow, you will procrastinate because people procrastinate with things that they're not good at. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether you should be doing it or not. You will procrastinate. You will do it probably half as good as somebody else who it's in their natural flow. And therefore it's very important for you to sit down, look at your jobs and look at how you can delegate, outsource, move it out. If not eradicate, Mm -hmm. what is the least amount of things that you can do, to create change, mm-hmm. not the most. Um, years ago, I used to do time management courses, teach time management courses, and one of the one of the interesting things about this is that if you ask most people how long is your to do list, they'll say mm, anywhere from eight to probably twenty things is on their to do list. Wow. I go, okay, what percentage of your to do list do you get through? And they go, oh, I got through about five or six. I go, okay. So let's just say you had eighteen things. So that means you got through thirty-three percent. You got sixty-six percent. And then the next day, you're just going to add that on top of what you're going to do the next day. So it's like, how's that working for you? Yeah. Gary Ryan Blair, a guy is called the Goals Guy. I did a course with him many years ago, mm-hmm. and he, his whole format is basically, you should have one primary goal and two sub goals. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I tend to work now on a focus of find what I want to do, what's the transformative thing that I can do, and focus on achieving, on getting through three in one day. Yeah. That's it.
2: Love it. Yeah.
0: When I get to the end of the three, okay, cool, I can write another list if I really want to. Mm. But what I find is, is that my flow, my output, and the things I need to get done get destroyed by looking at these lists and having these should-have stories in my head And as a result, I end up doing next to nothing because my whole motivation and energy has been sabotaged by that whole, by doing things.
2: Yeah. It's interesting that when you're talking about this topic of uh, production flow, Justin, I don't know if you've heard of... uh the Colby A assessment. I did that towards the end of last year and that was like the missing piece for me because I realised that I was a quick start. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are quick starts. And so we are all about creativity, we are all about flow, but we're all about problem solving. So for me, when I've got, I've got a lot of challenges in place and i am really got a lot of things on my plate, that's when I click into action. But if I've got a few things on, I'll procrastinate and I'll disrupt myself or distract myself um till the cows come home because of the fact that I've got a lot of time on my plate. So once you realize that once and as you say, once you realize the environment that you can create, the tasks you just love doing and it goes by so quickly, that's what you need to schedule more time in your day and structure that so that you can continue to bring out that quality work, whatever it is that that you are, are doing. Let's talk about strategic giving strategic giving for good can lead to your own wealth and success what's strategic giving
0: okay so strategic giving is basically looking at like for example if i studied under a guy called jay abraham who's known as the billionaire maker he's probably the number one authority on transformational marketing in the world and i studied under him for six months and and one of the things i looked at what he was doing then i looked at some energetic truths and you, you realize that if you want to become uh, big, then what you need to do clearly is be associating with other people that are big,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our audiences that are big. And how do you do that when you're small? Well, you do that, again, by being awesome, <laughs> being awesome, being generous, being supportive, being giving. All these things are actually heart-centered values, mm. but they translate into metric outcomes. Yes. And most people will talk either one way or the other when you read a lot of these types of educations. But they're clearly the same thing. So, for example, if I was partnering with somebody and I want to I want to get a big audience, then the first thing I do is go, how can I support you and grow your business? And they say, well, I'm doing this launch. Okay. okay. I, I will, I will promote that. I will do it this way, this way, and this way. Now I don't ask for anything, but once I have made that emotional deposit in their bank account, then I can go back to them. When I have a promotion, I say, would it be okay if I put this post up on your page or on your blog about what I'm doing? and i'll give you 50 percent of sales would that be okay now you've got to be a pretty hard person to accept support and gifts from someone and then when someone comes back to you and says i'll give you half the money and still say no the only reason that they would say that is if your brand or your reputation would somehow denigrate theirs so as long as you are who you say you are and you do what you say you'll do and you're generous then you can form rapid fire partnerships with people Mm -hmm. and you can do that through what we just described as strategic giving
2: yeah yeah so true i think what i like about that too it really goes back full circle about really understanding who you are your core values how you want to be you know the experience that you create so that the strategic partners if you will those alliances that you're building have similar values and integrity and all of those things that's important to you, that they have that as well and vice versa because you would be guaranteed then that the audience that they've built up are going to be also similar to the people that you want to do your best work with as, as well. So that's uh, a, a really great uh, reminder for, for all of us. So share with us, uh, Justin, a little bit more about the programs that you're offering when you're talking about the Creative Supernova and then, of course, how people can get in contact with you and all of that good stuff.
0: Nice. Okay, so Creative Supernova, the event, is going to be in Los Angeles from the 22nd of August through to the 25th. And we the, the primary three days, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, we have three themes. Day one is go big. Day two is fun is flow. And day three is make more impact. And so, again, we've discussed a lot of those sort of principles today. And I have some incredible speakers turning up. Um, Steve Olsha, who has a massive podcast in America, he's known as the reinvention expert in America. Then we have uh, another speaker called David Bayer, who is um, a master with mind hacks. And uh, again, coming from an energetic uh, position and how to transform your life that way. We have another speaker, A.G. Morishida, and he has a, a, a platform called Movement Makers, mm-hmm. and it's all about creating positive change in the world. Paul Dunn from Buy One, Give One is going to be there. Uh, Laurel Langmeier, who's a money expert, um, and then we also have some uh, amazing Australian speakers. Uh, Jemima Ashley is uh, going to come along and speak. We have um, Barry Magliari, uh from uh, the Game Changers here in Australia. And then we also have a couple of friends that were some of the original people that we conceived this idea for Creative Supernova. And that's Rachel Martin and Dan Morris from Blogging Concentrated. Mm. Uh, in Tennessee and Rachel also has a, a blog for mums um called uh, Finding Joy which mm-hmm. is massive reaches nearly a million people a week mm-hmm. and um so yeah so and we're going to have music and DJs and cool stuff and comedians and all sorts of stuff it's going to be quite immersive and experiential I can't wait so that's at the the Sheraton Gateway uh August 22 to 25 and then uh after that i'm going to also a couple months later i'm launching the program which look again uh, initially when i started developing the program i started looking at all these sales and marketing things i went you know what i think most entrepreneurs and business owners don't need more how stuff mm-hmm. they need more stuff that's going to trigger them they need more stuff that's going to quite quick transformation to empower them to step up and be you know radically amazing just to Step up and shine. Yes. Hence the term creative supernova. I really want people, you know, in the hip hop context, to blow up, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's so the program is going to follow those values as well, and that comes out a couple months later. But from the back of the event, we are going to do a mastermind with all of those speakers as well over the space of twelve months. And so we're really looking to take some of these change agents, X factor visionaries. Mm-hmm. And put them on a platform where they can go super big and make positive change. As you will have learned from the news recently, there are a number of leaders of countries that are not exactly a shining example of how to create positive change in the world. Mm-hmm. And I can't see that changing in the foreseeable future. Um, so, therefore, it's up to us entrepreneurs and vision maker, uh, visionaries mm-hmm. and change makers to do it ourselves and to come together and to form a community where we can create positive change, have more fun, and uh, go big and create something that's going to change the world.
2: Yeah, love that, love that, love that. And so what's the best web address if people are just wanting to connect that way?
0: Okay, so if you want to go and check out what's happening with Creative Supernova, it's creativesupernova.biz. So that's creativesupernov dot iz
2: Fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of the links and uh, ways that you can connect with Justin on uh, our show notes, com forward slash AES243. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Sounds like you've got an exciting uh, 12 months coming up and uh, really supporting a lot of uh, creatives who are perhaps stuck working on the busyness and not really having that productive Workflow going on there, so that's certainly going to be beneficial to uh, many, many people. So thanks for coming on the show.
0: Lovely. If, if anybody comes on the page and they mention Anne Marie's name, I'll also find some way of giving you a little bonus for that, just to say thanks for uh, showing Anne Marie support, who's a good friend of mine, and um, and we'll look after you.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks again.
0: Lovely. Thanks, Anne Marie.
1: You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.